Hello, Northern Michigan. I'm Chief Meteorologist Tom O'Hare. We're going to talk about uh, devastation in Gaylord today. I mean, it's been a very active, interesting week for the Gaylord area. And uh, joining me right now, Madison Reich and uh, Michael Stevens. And, uh, you know, guys, this has been a really intense day from last Friday to even today because people are still recovering from what happened on oh, that Friday. Oh, it's going to be a long time Yeah, to and, and we want to talk about kind of what happened that day and the, even the day before because, mm -hmm. I mean, things we were talking about, the potential of showers, storms, maybe even a tornado, and all of a sudden, you know, things kind of change. And Madison, talk about what happened that morning when you were doing your stuff on the air. So that morning, the main thing I was concerned about was the potential for supercells. Um, we don't see those super often here, but we had the we had the upper level dynamics to keep those storms going for longer periods of time, which then allows them to become supercells. And when you get multiple supercells in a line, you'll get outflow boundaries. Mm -hmm. So the air rushes down from the atmosphere and it rushes out like a pool of water. So if you have multiple supercells next to each other, those pools of water interact and you can get brief spin-ups really easily with that right so that was my main concern um because we don't normally have those supercells live long enough or have enough energy to develop well-formed tornadoes so i spent most of the morning talking about the potential for those strong thunderstorms the main concern was of course the lower peninsula and we were also in a five percent risk area uh, from the storm prediction center for tornadoes so i spent a lot of time talking about that as well and i think the thing to note and this instance proves it to be true. 5% risk doesn't sound like a lot, no. right. but it's enough and it's notable. Yes. And, so. one, and one thing that, you know, just kind of building off that with Northern Michigan is they hear a lot that we do have a very small potential for tornadoes. Mm -hmm. And we've talked to a few people, uh, you know, around the area, just like, oh, okay, well, there's a chance. But yeah. they don't take it, you know, as it's going to happen. I mean, it, one, it it doesn't happen often, and the tornado we did have was very rare, and it's it was just extremely textbook. Yeah. Um, but as Madison was saying, we had the dynamics aloft that we usually don't have. We had over 3,000 joules of energy. Yeah. Uh, the shear was absolutely insane. Which is the spin yeah, in the, the atmosphere yeah. as you go upwards, so how the wind direction changes as you go up. And I don't remember the exact value on it, but... National Weather Service and Gaylord sent a balloon out at three. Right. And what they were getting back was pretty That's crazy. Nice. They were getting Oklahoma, Kansas. Yeah. I mean, they were getting those type of numbers. So they knew the potential was there. But here in northern Michigan, in true typical fashion, will it set up? Right. And what we saw happen was a very small cluster of storms in Green Bay, very small, mm -hmm. came across the lake. And they started to develop into some bigger storms. And at the time when they got to Lake Michigan shoreline, it was a lot of lightning, a lot of rain, very little hail. And then once it got to east of Traverse City, Another that's 30 when miles they started. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, we the, the temperatures that day, we knew they were going to warm up. We had mm -hmm. clouds in the morning. Okay, clouds should help keep things thing. cool down. But then all of a sudden, those clouds broke up. Yeah. And I was heading into work around 1 o'clock. I go, mm -hmm. you know, it's already so warm. Mm -hmm. and you can just feel that potential increasing. I'm like, yeah. all right, we got something potential going on. Let's see yep. how things develop. Well, where you, wow. look, where you look at where this tornado went, mm -hmm. um, it was the boundary layer of cooler, drier air north because the UP had rain all day. Their dew points were down, and it was much cooler up there all day. Gaylord was sunny, the warmest spot on the map, mm -hmm. and they had – 
again, they're a little more uh, sea level wise, yeah. a little more higher yeah, up. up. So, yeah. so the winds up there were a lot different than they were down here. I thought for sure these storms were going to follow the dew point line. Like we had mm -hmm. seen from yep. a lot of models, they were going to follow south. Yep. But that energy went right to Gaylord. Yep. Yep. And that's where that boundary level was. Yep. An interesting it thing about... It was the perfect environment for that cell to move into, and it just... And feed. Yeah. Ate it up. Yeah. Well, on Monday, too, I came out and looked at the uh, our weather stations. Gaylord still hadn't reset from Friday. Mm. The high temperature at that point was 86 degrees. Yep, 86. <laughs> and I mean, it was... I mean, and wow. when you think about it, and this was another reason why uh, this was kind of rare in itself, it was 3.30 mm -hmm. on a Friday in Gaylord, Michigan, which is a gateway to the north. It was sunny. It's 86 degrees. Everybody Beautiful was out. out. Yeah. yeah, everybody was out, yeah. not really thinking about what's going on. It was windy, of course, um, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this massive tornado mm -hmm. that spawned 10 miles southwest of town comes rolling in at 50 miles an hour. Right, 50, yeah, 55, 60, 55, basically a mile yeah. a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, the warning gets out there, and you think, all right, it's already a mile down the road after yeah. between it gets from sent out to your phones. It takes a little bit of time, mm -hmm. but still, it's always gone that far down the road. Yeah. Yep. And so I remember, um, from my perspective, we uh, Tom had come in, and those storms were right over Lake Michigan. We they came in, they were warned um, for Leelanau, Benzie, Grand Traverse, even Beaver Island had yeah, the a warning. Had one, I think, too. Yeah, um, so we were watching that as it went to the east, and then uh, as it got to Mancelona, we noticed something. They're just west of Mancelona. We looked at the upper level winds and. They, they had some weird numbers. It was a very weird thing. It wasn't rotation, but they had something indicative of straight line winds being possible. It was 110 miles an hour up yeah. in the atmosphere. And we don't see those no. numbers. So I didn't no. know if it might have been a glitch. Because right, uh, that happens about sometimes. That. Right. That's, it does. that's a part of our job, I think, that we don't talk about super often, is sometimes we have to figure out what's good data and what's bad data. Right, right. Exactly. and you look at this, you see, okay, there's the red and green, we look for the color codes, looking for this mm -hmm. turn, the atmosphere. All of a sudden, this blue blob pops up, like, whoa! Yeah. It's like 105, 110, yeah. 108. It went so is that, far. Like, is that real, or is that... And the other thing was, wow. around it, there was only 20s and 30s, and it's like, well, this doesn't make sense. No. And then the next scene, or the next really... Uh, radar update it was over Mancelona and it kind of like looked like it was falling apart but what I'm getting now looking back at the path of this I think it was just kind of setting up mm -hmm. um it just kind of it had that energy coming in uh that 110 mile an hour wind yeah, right. and then it kind of said okay yep. and then it started focused. to spin it hit, out. It hit the land. Right. There's more friction over land, so it lost a lot of that strength. But yep. then it was still holding together, and it moved into that prime area of yep. energy. And that's and eastern Antrim and southwestern right. Otsego. Yep. Got, got better and organization it to it. it. Yeah, it strengthened once again. Then we watched that funnel form. Yeah. It touched down. It, loosed, it lost strength again and then moved right back into another area of higher energy and along the Lake Huron shore. So when it moved past east, northeast, of Mancelona, then me and Tom looked at the upper winds and then we could see a distinct, okay, there's rotation here. And even when we turned on the storm tracks, it had three rotation marks. So we, wow. I've never seen that yeah. before. <laughs> it doesn't normally happen here like, at all. I was like, wow, okay, this is, wow. This is a legit. Um, so and the thing is about where we saw stuff in Mancelona too, think about this, because it takes about, what, eight minutes for a scan to fully get done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so between the one scan around Mancelona to the east side and then going that, it's already gone several miles down the road as right. it is. And it was moving at 55, 60 miles an hour. So you're like, okay, here, you're like, oh, oh. And all of a sudden, like, by the time the next scan's coming out, like, yeah, it needs to be a warning now. Because right. things are developing so fast. And so when we saw that rotation, I looked at Tom and I was like, this is going to be a tornado warning. And it was like that. And we jumped on air and uh, we were talking about this earlier is you study meteorology in school. 
you see things uh, like you just don't, you know, especially here in northern Michigan, you don't get textbook tornadoes. You right. don't get hook echoes. No, no, you, you do don't. not get hook not echoes. Not as crisp and clear as that one. No. Uh-uh. So wow. we got reports of egg size hail in Elmira. Right. And so what we were seeing was the core of the storm was a mile north right. and just continuing to move east along M32. But the hook echo, I mean, you could not draw this up any <laughs> it, better yeah, than what it was. It like dropped a down, hook, and then there's the barb, which was yeah. a tornado. And by the time we saw where it was moving, which was downtown Gaylord, we were like, this is a massive tornado. And then just as it got to Nottingham Farms right. and uh, Goodwill, that section of M32, it was confirmed that there was a very large damaging tornado on the ground. And, and that moment happened. I remember looking at the report come through. I go, Michael, hold on. Hold on. They're like, yeah. confirmed on the ground, damage. I mean, yeah, it was large. big. And, yeah. like, and they're like, okay. And relaying. so uh, and that was a pretty rough moment. That, that was a very rough moment because we knew just looking at the radar imagery, like you, everything you learned is literally staring at you and from the screen. And it kind of sinks in. Yeah. yeah. And so at that point, it's going into, okay, where's this at? Where's it going? We need to, like, let everybody know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. And it, it ran... After it got out of Gaylord, it ran a good way east before, I think they said Spar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is just uh, just off the Montmorency County line. Yeah, just west of Posey. I remember we kept on talking about it. Even though it went up, we couldn't tell for certain it was up in the sky again. But we, mm-hmm. we saw how that wind direction got diffused again and kind of broke apart. But just between where the hail core was, how the winds were looking, it wasn't distinctive enough to say, hey, right. it was not on the ground yet. Mm-hmm. It's gone back And in up. situations like that, you just have to err on a side of caution. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, without it's, a bunch of spotters on the ground, because people need to be inside and yeah, safe, yeah. Right. you know, you've just got to go with what you know, which is it still could be on right. the ground. And, and that's the worst thing is that it went through, like, almost the heart of Gaylord itself. I mean, went through such the a most popular populated time. area yeah. in that time of day. The videos. Wow. I think the, the videos that hit me the hardest were the ones of people in traffic, like yeah. bumper to Nowhere bumper, to six cars back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, sit, they're sitting in a red light at an intersection and the tornado is literally heading towards them. Yeah. I saw yeah. another video of a woman in the car. Uh, she wasn't driving. Someone else was. And like, they were literally trying to figure out how to get away from it because right. they couldn't tell which direction it was going. And, and to be fair, that after it crossed M32, it was doing a lot of bouncing. So yep. you really don't know. And that's the mm-hmm. point of, you know, never stand looking at a tornado because it looks like it's going that way. All of a sudden it can come right to you. So Yeah, yeah. and because they're so that. big, um, I've, it's hard with, like visual perception oh, yeah, to even much. be able to tell. Because you can't see a wind field. No, no you, you can't. can't tell. Exactly. So and it with blows the debris, up stuff in the sky. The yeah. debris flying fun. as well, it's just not safe. It's I mean, it was 200 yards wide. Right, basically an eighth of a mile wide. Yeah. yeah. And normal ones we get around here, maybe 50 yards, 100 yards yeah, perhaps. 25, EF, yeah, EF1s, EF0s, I feel like are fairly common. And yeah. EF0s are, they're still tornadoes and they can still create damage equivalent to straight right. line winds. Right. But they can happen fairly frequently. For example, yeah. they happen so often in Kansas that they the only way they can determine <laughs> that they've happened is they look for the tracks in cornfields. Right. Yeah, right. So, like, stuff like that happens all the time. But this, very, very rare. So we, we, we covered that. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then that's when, we, like, kind of like survival mode went in. And news director asked uh, who would like to go to Gaylord. And I said, I'll go to Gaylord. Tom can uh, you know, cover the rest of the storms here and take care of the, and, and that's what happened literally like 10 minutes later, 
Yeah. They went to another tornado, tornado warning, warning for Presque Isle County yeah. because yeah. we still had the hail, had some yeah. direction going on the winds. They go, yeah, it looks like it could be on the ground again. And so you have to say, yeah, we've already had a tornado from it. If you had another one, don't same. be surprised. It's probably, it's yep. good by very good possibility. So you, yeah. we and talked about that for another core. 25, 30 the minutes. The hail yeah, core in Presque Isle County yes. was insane. Posing. It was, we have I ping have pong never. ball. Uh, egg hail or egg uh, size hail. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's I mean it got up to two and a half. Almost. Yeah, I was about to say, I heard baseball, the ba- yeah. baseball was yeah. the final report I heard. But the the, again, it ran that line where yep. it was cooler yep. north and it was sucking all that cool air in. Yep. When I got to Gaylord, uh, mm-hmm. which was about 530, so I flew up there um, and I was standing on the ground. It was 55 degrees. Yep. Yeah. Like it went from 86 to 55 very quickly and it didn't rebound. Um, mm-hmm. But this is something else you see and you hear about, but you never know the scope of it until you're standing in the wake of Mother Nature. Like, it, that hit so hard. When you get up there, I got up there roughly two hours, three hours after it hit. And the pro like, you, you, you lose anything that comes with you that is a journalist or a meteorologist and you become a human. You're just mm-hmm. like, what, what can I do? Who do I help? And the, the thing was where we were, I came down uh, Murner and M32, right where that car wash is. And there was a lot yeah. of videos of people like ducking into that Duck, car wash. I saw one of that too, exactly. And uh, there's Papa John's next to him. And I got out of my car after talking to a trooper and people were just now coming out of Papa John's and seeing for the first time after three hours mm-hmm. or two hours uh, what had happened. They hadn't seen anything yet. And it went into the back of Maurice's uh, and uh, Jimmy John's and then crossed M32 to Quaker State and Goodwill and then continued northeast. And thankfully, I don't know how you can say thankfully, but it, it took a hard, east, a hard right east and spared the hospital. It was only a block away from the hospital. Yeah. Um, which, uh, But anyway, when we got to M32, it was a ghost town uh, as far as like they shut the road down. There was power lines everywhere. I mean, it was just people all hands on deck you know, sweeping, getting, checking stores and just clearing anything that was possibly clearing. And then you start looking around, you see metal poles sticking out of buildings. Right, bent over. Like, yeah, yeah the one, the street lamps were ripped out of cement and bent mm-hmm. over. There was metal poles from Goodwill thrown into Little Caesars. Yeah. I mean, into the wall. I mean, a cement yeah. wall and they're halfway through. And I was, I was like, that, this is a big tornado. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is, you you hear it and you see it. You just don't get the full scope of it. Right. And then we, until we heard, you're there. And we saw the pictures just before you left too. Some are coming in early station, and then you see cars upside down here and Tossed, there, like like just toys. Over. Like yeah. that was a massive tornado mm-hmm. for northern Mission scale. That is rarely we don't see it. Doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And when I got there, I talked to troopers and I talked. National Weather Service was there, and National Weather Service guys weren't even really allowed to go out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they really couldn't. They just wanted to make sure everybody was safe. They they set a curfew briefly after I got there, so they had to clear the downtown district. Um, but when I got to the EOC, I talked to the National Weather Service, a lot of troopers, a lot of deputies, a lot of first responders, EMS crews, um, and all of them were just shocked and numb because one. They don't deal with this stuff. We don't deal with this stuff. Mm-mm. Right. So when it happens, it's like they were all in flight or fight or flight mode, which, I mean, everybody's just doing everything they can, but just they, no one was really processing what just had happened yet. And I think we, we don't deal with this stuff, but also uh, most areas aren't equipped don't, for it. Aren't equipped for it. Yeah. And even like, so I was in Kansas for a while. Uh, we had an EF3 that almost hit my college ha- town. Direct hits do yeah. not happen they often. No. The, that tornado went around, but I could see where it had bent 
like mm-hmm. highway signs like they were made of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Just wrapped. Creasism. Yeah. Just just knocked over. Um, and so the fact that not only are we in northern Michigan where that's very rare, but it was a direct hit, it yeah. makes it even even more of a rare event. And, and the rarity again, like I said, it was Friday. Yeah. Eighty six right. degrees, sunny. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's the right right wind direction and a couple thousand feet up, upper level of two, like wow, just come it's, right together. It's May. Yeah, yeah. we don't even see our severe weather season really no. kick in for another couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. and talking about some history, uh, for big tornadoes, Gaylord northbound, there's like the only the fourth one being this big. Mm-hmm. I had to go back to, was it 1974, something comparable just west of Gaylord, mm-hmm. uh, uh, F3 back then, that's about it. And that was mm-hmm. on the ground from like nine miles. And back then, it was 67 yards wide. Right. And the, 67, mm-hmm. very small. This was 200 yards wide and lasted for about 16 miles on the ground, 17 miles And the, the biggest ground. tornado we've ever seen up here in northern Michigan was that F4 that Lake Ann we area. did uh, Lake Ann. It yeah. started in Manistee and went uh, just east of Lake Ann, but it demolished towns and they never rebuilt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, that picked up houses. Um, so, I mean, it's rare. I mean, that was 1958. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was a big tornado. And I, Cummins, uh, a lot of people point to Cummins as a, kind of the last one that we saw, but that was, right. what, 07? Something like that. Yeah, it was a while ago. I mean, that was right when they changed the scale. Right. When, yes. Right. Exactly. Um, so uh, the winds were decreased a little bit for category-wise, because yeah. um, F four was something like over two twenty-five, two something, two hundred something. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, because even F three is like one fifty-eight to two hundred yeah. six or something. Yeah. F threes. Yeah. are technically stronger than what an E F three. Right. Is right. Like they tried to do comparison, somewhat close, but yeah. not perfect. It's not a perfect mix at all, but yeah, it still gives you it a good idea. It gets a little, yeah, it gets a little messy there, but. But all I can tell you right now is that two-story stick-built home I saw in Gaylord knocked yeah. off its foundation. It doesn't matter where the winds were. That was just a devastating tornado, and, and, and that's what I want people being... to. That's what I want people to realize is it doesn't matter the scale of mm-hmm. this tornado right now. Like mm-hmm. those winds hit a populated area, mm-hmm. and that's and that is to be honest with you. And I talked to the police chief at length on this was he's like, it, what happened? We are just glad that it wasn't worse than what it was. It could have right. been, so been a lot worse. worse. It could have been rain wrapped. Yeah, it could, oh, exactly. Right. Right. That, that is my thing. biggest fear is a rain wrapped major tornado yeah. because you cannot see it coming. No, you uh, just think it's raining. And then all of a sudden you get hit with 150, 200 mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. Right. And those gone. Bad news. But right. they did say the one thing, cause I didn't realize this Gaylord doesn't have sirens, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a, <sighs> an archaic uh, form of signaling people because they're world. meant for people outside. Right. Yeah. But if you're in your house a quarter mm-hmm. mile away, you're probably not going to hear them, especially yeah. if you have your TV on or if you have music on or whatever. Yep. Um, the red alerts did work really well. Um, <coughs> yeah. And I've never heard them go off, but they said it's something like, they don't know how they do it, but your phone actually goes 30 decibels higher than it oh, actually wait. can. So you, you're not going to miss it. Yeah. You're going to say, what is that sound? But right. that uh, that went off when the tornado warning was issued and for I'm everybody. Sure, That's and I'm sure our weather, t- weather team app went off as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just as long as people are following where you are, that makes right. a difference. Some people are like, well, it didn't go off. Well, and that is located why where you are. Right. it is so, 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 so important to have multiple ways to get alerts. Exactly. Right. Because you in a situation like that, you want everything to be going off so that there's no way that you can miss it. Right. Exactly. Um, because it was those, as much um, alert, as much heads up as possible, the more you can have, the better, mm-hmm. uh, the better shelter you can get to. Right. Um, and I tell you, we were, we were covering as much as we possibly could. I, I know from when we were on the air, when, as soon as I ran into the master control center, tornado warning, we're cutting in right now, it gave us like 
30 seconds and like, okay, we're going to go. Yeah. And you were like, okay, give me a couple seconds and boom, that we're on the air and boom, and, boom, and, boom. And the thing is, when you get right. those, you don't leave air. No. no, no, you, you stay, stay on. on. And we stay went on. to, I think, we went all the way through the four. But yeah. I, it just breaks down to that point where it's like, and I told everybody because, you know, obviously it's for this area, but anybody's watching is like, well, I don't need to know this. Well, I, I, I understand you don't need this, but we have a big problem right now. And we just kind of have to, you know, get together keep and keep repeating keep and recovering, warning. yeah. Because um, you don't uh, know who's tuning in when or tu- right, tuning right. out when. And the final stats on that, Madison, you covered them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, on the ground 16.6 miles or so? 16 mm-hmm. miles or something like that. It was 20 minutes officially that yeah. it was on the ground as well. Uh, 200 yards, uh, max winds, 150 miles and per hour. And it was funny, yesterday afternoon we had uh, someone from the station come down and say, hey, yeah, my uh, my friend, my family's uh, friend from uh, Mansloy area, Elmira, mm-hmm. said, she, she said she had that tornado in the area, but I told her it was Gaylord. I go, well, it was around the Gaylord area. Where was she located? Well, let me get that address for you. God, I go, yeah, she saw the tornado. It was like in her backyard. Yeah. I mean, she got lucky, didn't hit the house. And yeah. It's just, it's a small world how people know each other. But mm-hmm. again, the potential of it happening in Northern Michigan is obviously there. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And I just want to say uh, a huge shout out to the Gaylord community, mm-hmm. what they were doing on you know saturday sunday monday soon it was all boots on ground uh, yeah. as soon as this happened i mean there was no delay you had complete strangers in people's yards cutting trees off houses mm-hmm. um you had complete strangers just stopping by randomly with trailers and picking up that wood and taking it places and there was pro- i mean at one point there was five six people in a yard and they were introducing themselves because no one knew who who each other was mm-hmm. they were just there as to a community help. to yeah. band together and take care of everything so and uh it was it was incredible to see the St. Mary's classes were out there raking and taking care of debris. Mm-hmm. The Gaylor community, community um, and I think Xavier said it best, uh, is resilient, and they are showing just how much Northern Michigan they are, mm-hmm. um, and they're out there helping each other uh, nonstop. But you know, the fact is, they had an EF three tornado go through, rip through town, and now they are quickly doing what they can to get Gaylord back on its feet, and it's wonderful to see. I mean, within two days, they were 99.9% power back on. Which is amazing. After yeah. the, pretty much the entire town had no power. Yeah. yeah. It was how fast it happened, now they come back again. That's the resiliency yeah. of northern Michigan and, of course, Gaylord. Right, yeah. because we saw an unprecedented yeah. textbook tornado Seriously. in northern Michigan. But I think it's going to be... It's going to be super important to help to continue to support the Gaylord community over the coming months because even when they get the basic cleanup done, there's still that's just the beginning. Oh yeah, there's a lot of rebuilding. There's a lot of rebuilding, and we'll continue to see the impacts of this for at least a couple years because just looking at the the trees mm-hmm. you'll be able to see where that tornado went through based on the mm-hmm. trees yep uh that you'll still be able to see that path until things grow back land will be scarred yep. um and you know there's always going to be something there there's going to be to evidence. remind you mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's the big thing i think is uh gaylord instantly came together in a in a big time of need ems troopers know the michigan came together it was something really uh to to see so i was um i'm thankful for them allowing me to be up there and be a part of it um because they're my neighbors you mm-hmm. know they're our neighbors yes uh, and that's you know what we need to do when you have a neighbor or friend who needs help you help um and i was happy to see northern michigan doing that in in groves uh there was everybody mm-hmm. was there so it was it was good to see and uh speedy recoveries yes know. exactly and i'm it's incredible to see all these people coming together again not just from northern michigan from different states yes showing up mm-hmm. and say pennsylvania what can we do to help Indiana. out yeah. people from the up just 
loading up their down. trucks and stuff with with coolers, with whatever they can to donate to help yeah. out those who need the help, because that's what we do mm-hmm. when things happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Northern Michigan, we're there with you. We're trying to do what we can help out, and uh, always stay tuned to Top of 9 and 10 Weather Team for uh, when things happen. And uh, thanks for listening today.